Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and today I get to go to a brand new, fresh country for the podcast. I have not been to Ireland before, and uh, the home of Guinness, which I don't usually drink, but I think I will be drinking some in September when me and Randy head out there for their big conference they're having. Um, but today, I get to interview a graduate of ACC in 2000, and uh and I guess he's the youngest graduating chiropractor ever there. So I was we're kind of teasing, saying he's the Doogie Hauser chiropractic in the UK. So uh, I can't wait to introduce Dr. Stuart Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Don. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Crazy this is awesome. Here. Yeah. So um, we were talking a little bit before the call and, and talking about how um, there, there's only 100 chiropractors hey, in Ireland. Yes, that's all. And yeah, our numbers have been, I suppose, fluctuating around the 100 mark for a few years now. Um, and that has been problematic really for us to try and raise the profile of chiropractic in Ireland. Yes. So, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of reaching out to a lot of main speakers around the world and kind of trying to get them to, help, to come here and speak and talk to us to try and help raise the profile within Ireland. Um, and we've had some great help over the years. And that's why we're, we're tapping into to you guys, you and Brandy, over the next few months. Hoping to get, get you here, give you a good that's Irish so awesome. welcome. And all of our people out there, if we didn't want to be a chiropractor and move to Ireland and help them out and work there, oh, there you go. go. There's a call we for need chiropractors. <laughs> help in Ireland. That's it. And we have a blank canvas here as well. We can kind of, we can create what we want here for chiropractic if we can kind of get the backing, get regulation going. So we've, we've got some great opportunity here as well as challenges. We've got some, some great opportunities as well. Okay, cool. Well, like I said, we got lots of stuff to go over today because we want to get into your story and then talk about all that other stuff. So let's just start off from the very beginning. And, and um, I'd like to find out, like, why, why are you even a chiropractor? Especially you're so course. young because you started. <laughs> I wish it was because my super intellectual skills, but it actually wasn't done. Actually, I was put on to chiropractic uh, through a physiotherapist, would you believe? Oh. Um, I played a lot of, a lot of call it soccer, but a lot of football here quite competitively for many years. I developed some back issues, um, couldn't get it sorted out, it was with a physio, and he sent me on to a chiropractor. And it was only probably two in the country at the time, this is back in the mid-90s, and this is literally when there was people, um, queues outside buildings waiting to get into chiropractors, only two of them, there was lines around the street. Wow. Um, so they were just overflowed. So I went and, and had my, my chiropractic experience, and within a few weeks, um, I was back playing football. So I was at that age, I was 17, um, didn't really know what I was going to do, but I was just captivated by what happened to me and how quick my recovery was. So I started to look into it, and the chiropractor was treating me, was, was great. He looked after me, gave me plenty of advice, pointed me in the right direction. And I'd say within about probably six months of, of my first chiropractic uh, adjustment, I was off signing up and, and heading off to the UK. So I was 17. Very young, looking back down, probably a bit too young. Um, couldn't, o- couldn't open a tin of beans, I don't think, at the time by myself. <laughs> so um, I uh, packed up what I had, had my stereo, my bag, and off I went. And I've, you know, from a, a rural area here in Ireland, so I landed in London at 17, and it just hit me. It just hit me straight away, you know, just the vastness of this. So, um, yeah, I started at 17. Couldn't, couldn't actually order a drink in the college bar. 
which um, I was in the rights, which for an Irish man embarking on his, his chiropractic career and drinking career, that was a bit of an issue. That was, but, uh, um, <laughs> it, delayed your, it delayed your entry into the sport, we, right? That's it. We got it sorted in the end. So um had a great time in ACC and um, yeah, I met some brilliant people there. Um, still, you know, some of my best friends or, or my colleagues and classmates and I had a wonderful time really through five years of chiropractic there. Um, my sister then went on to be a chiropractor after that. Um, she's a couple of years younger than me. She's been in practice now probably about, about 17, 16 years. So we, we practice together in, here in Dublin. Okay. Um, but yeah, a- ACC was great. You know, it um, gave me the skills I needed at the time. I went to practice in Yorkshire for about six years after that. And, you know, a very mechanistic um, uh, approach it was at the time, but it was great. I learned so much, really, really enjoyed it um, and had a fantastic time. Then I actually got, I suppose my first exposure to um, whitelisted chiropractors was the Edinburgh Lectures. Ah. And uh, that's when I bumped into, I saw, I saw Brandy speaking on stage. So and, that, uh, so, and that was in 2012, you said? Was it that was 2012, yeah. So I kind of, I'd been dipping in and out of it. I did the stuff with Richard Barwell before and I was kind of, and really that kind of, I think that weekend or coming up to that, that was, that was the time when I kind of got a real shift when I went there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the best, it's the best kind of um, vitalistic gathering in Europe, I would say. And I find it absolutely fantastic event to go to. So that was the kind of the weekend. Brandy was speaking um, Kloaki was there, uh, Jim Tempo, I think, was at, was there at the time, and, and he really resonated with me. Yeah. Um, just Patch and Tempo stuff was just phenomenal. So that was the kind of the start for me, and then I, I kind of started to kind of dig deep and, and kind of start to slowly make that, that vitalistic shift. Now, let's just, just go back a bit. Um, so, like, with your idea about what chiropractic was when you went to school, obviously, like, you have a similar story to me. I was just playing basketball, so it was kind of – it helped my performance – um, what was your idea of what chiropractic was when you went to school? Did you think it was more for sports injuries or do you think it was back pain or what was your idea of what chiropractic was? Yeah, it was, it was, it was back trouble. That's that's why. And that's what anybody in Ireland was talking about at the time. It was, if you had a bad back, these, these, they were not the, the new American guys were in, were in the country uh, and they were the guys to go and see, you know, there's a um, big colorful guy from California turned up in Ireland, you know? Yeah. Um, and he was just, celebrity locally and it was, it was absolutely fantastic but he had a really good kind of uh, scope of practice was introducing people outside back and neck pain what chiropractic was really about but when I went to school it was it was it was pretty much you know get your back sorted by going to the chiropractor mm-hmm. and that's what AC, ACC was, was built around really at the time now it's not as it's not as mechanistic um then as it is now we had there was philosophy courses there were but it just wasn't on my radar as a 17 year old to be honest oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I was just kind of, you know, fascinated by how I got back from sports injuries so fast. Um, and I was fascinated how, how I could do it and, and, uh, and pass it on and learn how to do it for other people. But it definitely was. Yeah, it was a mechanistic approach for sure. And then when, and so you said then when you, your first six years when you're practicing in the UK, that was kind of in that still that same model. Yes. And I think kind of the, it, it just shows you the, the, the power of getting you know, the right mentor from the start, you know, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> the guy I worked with was great. He was, he taught me lots. My technique was really well honed. Um, and then I kind of just started to get a bit more curious. I kind of started to see what was happening with people. Different changes were, you know, were making neurologically and systemically. And of course, the universe just starts to drop people into your path, you know, and things pop up. The more questions you ask and uh, the more curious I got, um, the more I started to interact with different kinds of chiropractors. Um, but definitely, yeah, those first few years, again, 
great, no regrets, everything was fantastic, great few years, but I just knew there was more. I knew there was kind of more happening. Now, um, just just quick, curious, uh, when you're back in school um, and then you're kind of going through the, the kind of the mechanistic model or the pain-based pain model, had you even heard of the other model or like the kind of subluxation-based? And, and did you have any preconceived ideas of what, were, the, were those the crazy vitalist people or, or did absolutely. you? Absolutely. 100%. Like, unscientific, <laughs> like crazy guys? or, or There was. Do, do you know what? It was at the time where I suppose um, there was a big, I think it was a trial that came out while we were in college called, I think it was the Beam, the Beam UK trial, and the low back pain management. And that was the thing. That was the poster that was put up for my generation. This is what we're, we're going towards. This is what, what chiropractic is going. And there was a few... American um, lecturers that were there at the time, and they were just they were just kind of a little bit of a, a thorn in the side of this. They were introducing other concepts, and there was there was a little philosophy club. There was things going on. Um, I think um, was it Reggie Gold maybe turned up for a, a seminar um, <laughs> one evening, and that was you know what what is going on here. Yeah. There was actually a, a group of students that went off to the World um, Student Congress, I think in the in the US, and they came back with all these ideas. So the, the pot was being stirred slowly. Um, and then it was just a case of, yeah, in those days, ACC were letting anybody speak. They weren't really kind of, you know, blocking anybody coming in, which I think it happened later. So, um, but yeah, it definitely was. It was, there was, it was really, there was little, little vitalistic chiropractic. It was coming from outside sources and maybe people who had been to the States had been outside the UK, but within the UK, it was, it was very mechanistic at the time. So would you would you consider there were kind of like seeds that were planted in your head that kind of germinated over time because it kind of was like you you're like that's interesting but I don't really understand it and then you just kind of like let it simmer for a while kind of thing. Yeah, there was a guy um, who used to run the uh, student union there called uh, Richard Lanigan, mm -hmm. and he was the um, he was an Irish fellow actually, but he was a real you know he always challenged the norm. He he changed the funding for the student union. He demanded, he came in there and kind of ruffled a few feathers in, in a very positive way. Yeah. And he started talking about, you know, there's more to chiropractic and just people who, who were influencing it. So there definitely was kind of, um, there was people there just introducing different side of chiropractic, letting us know that there was more to it. Um, and then you just start to, to hang around with those people and go, and, and you see it then in, in your clinic year when you start working on pediatrics and you start working on different things, you start to see, yeah, there actually is, there's more going on here. Mm -hmm. So, but there, there was, there was, there was support within that college at the time. If you were interested in it, you just had to go and probably look under books and, and, and search for a little bit, but it was there, it was there at the time. Do you, do you remember, um, it, was there a point, uh, like even at the Edinburgh lectures when you had that kind of like, Hmm, this is like, this is kind of interesting. Was there, do you remember a point where there was a kind of a turning point or was it a gradual thing for you? It, I think it was gradual. Yeah. I kind of, um, I, I always, um, I suppose I, I seen the success mechanistically that I was having in practice, but I think I was, for me, it was looking at um, the side stories that were happening, you know, mm -hmm. the people coming in and talking about, you know, maybe not missing work since they started care or, you know, things, other symptoms had changed, you know, bowel issues, energy levels, signs, things. It just started to ask me, you know, is this connected to it? And I said, yes, you know, absolutely. And I just started to kind of, my, my confidence, I suppose, build it as I was getting feedback uh, right. on these things that were happening. And then, um, yeah, I, I kind of came across Jim Tempo stuff and, and uh, that really kind of, that was a big shift for me. Uh, but mm -hmm. I think it was, it was looking at, at the, looking at what was happening in my practice and being open to it. You know, if you're not open to this stuff, um, you won't see it. Just, you know, laying out what's happening and, 
and, and letting people talk about their experience of chiropractic, not just through their, their back and neck pain. So listening to people at what was happening, but it was more of a gradual, yeah, gradual building of evidence and certainty and confidence that came from, from listening to people's stories. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So, so when you opened practice, was that an associate position in New York? Or, or um, in, yeah, well, I, I worked as an associate initially, um, and then I opened my first practice, I think, uh, just outside Yorkshire when I was about 25, maybe, 24, 25. I had a couple of years as an associate, and I worked um, <clears throat> as my own, um, as an associate, but my practice side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, yeah, I decided to kind of have a little bit of a break uh, from chiropractic and do a bit of traveling. You know, what, what, what what triggered that? Was it something that you've always wanted to do or were you getting a little burnt out or like, what was the thing? That- there was a couple of personal things. And yeah, I kind yeah. of, um, I, I split up from a, a long-term uh, relationship I was in at the time. Yeah. And just needed to, needed to clear my head, you know, so, and did a little bit of traveling just, and I, I found kind of, you know, having graduated at 22 and getting into, you know, the, the, the seriousness, the heckness of running a practice so young, um, I kind of felt I needed that bit of a breather, you know, yeah. a bit of a break. So that was really, really good for me to do, um, just to take a break. And I, and I, I took the break with the, the concept knowing that, you know, you can practice chiropractic anywhere in the world, really. Yeah. One of those tools where you can take and you can travel and you can go. So I took it um, and off I went and then ended up in Southeast Asia for about six months or so. Wow. Didn't, didn't practice or just. Yeah. <laughs> but it really kind of gave me a chance to just... Uh, um, you know, going straight from school to university, to practice, it was, it was a lot, you know, a lot in the last kind of maybe eight to 10 years. And I think just having that breather was great. I came back and then I started to kind of, I came back a little bit more grown up, to be honest with you, a bit more yeah. life experience. Um, and then I started to kind of just have a, a greater awareness. And that's when I kind of started to, to come across more vitalistic concepts in chiropractic around that time. So it was it was the right time. It was the right time for a change of scenery, right time for personal change. And it was great. Really, really good move for me at the time. Now, when you went back to Dublin then, did you just open your own practice then? Or did you... Uh... No, I, I worked as an associate um, yeah. for probably about three or four years. And, and I worked for a great chiropractor called Chase Riley. He was one of the original Californian chiropractors in Ireland back in the day, back in the 80s. Oh, and cool. he really kind of, he had a, a really good vitalistic practice. So this was kind of my, my beginning into looking at, you know, we were using the surface EMG and heart rate variability and yeah. uh, we we're starting to look at nervous system function. So I was really open to it, really fascinated by it. Um, and I had a really good four or five years with Chase. And then um, I ended up buying the practice off him. He had it off in 2010. So I took over the practice. And since then we've been, yeah, just kind of building that, that vitalistic kind of model. Um, and Ireland is such a fertile market for us. I mean, we, we look at the statistics in this country as regards opioid use and drug use. I mean, we're, we're kind of definitely at the top tier of European countries. So we have a lot of work to do here and getting out in our communities and talking about it. And there's such an appetite for it when we, we do our health talks and we talk to our communities and people want it. You know, they really do. So, so like there's, you know, there's a lot of chiropractors out there that might just be starting their practice or being a little stagnant in their practice. What, what kind of things did you do to, to be able to promote your practice? Was yeah, it it's a, more external? It's a, combo it's a good question. I, I, I kind of, I was the guy who used to, I was a conference junkie, you know, I yeah. was kind of going everywhere and I'd get a little bit of excitement for that. The jacuzzi experience of seminars was what kept me going for so long. And yeah. I wanted the procedures. I wanted the stuff that was just going to get me busy. I wanted it. I just kind of, 
I was doing all the procedural stuff and then somebody pulled me aside and you know and kind of said to me it's great advice and you know it's it, it's basically who you are your practice is a reflection of you you know and and I kind of looked at him and went yeah yeah I'll, I'll get around to that but you know <laughs> well, what do I do I, I first? want to get into the cool stuff yeah exactly <laughs> so I really kind of sat with that for for a while um and it is you know it, it's who you are it's the person it, it's the person you are really kind of you is a reflection your practice is a reflection of who you are so I sat with that and then I really started to, to go to work on myself and I think chiropractic just for all of us it becomes the vehicle that we express ourselves through you know mm-hmm. and, and really your practice becomes a reflection of yourself so um, I kind of delved into the, the work of Martini. to be honest with you that was the real nice. kind of uh, shift for me and my wife is actually a facilitator Martini facilitator so That's we're a big cool. Big Di Martini, yeah. Uh, that was a huge so, shift for me too. That was my biggest shift, Di Martini. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's phenomenal. Any, any chiropractors out there, you should really go look at his stuff. And, you know, it, it made me just really dig deep and, you know, looking at, at who I was. I mean, I had to find out really who I was, not who I hoped I, I would be, not who I thought I was, but, but who was I at my core. And doing the value determinations, I'm sure you've done it. And it's, yeah. it's so powerful, you know. So really kind of just sitting with my values and being okay with them, you know, they're no better, no worse than anybody else. They're different, but being okay with where I was and who I was at the time um, and what my priorities were um, and linking my goals into my values, you know? So th- this was the, the big thing for me um, and, and understanding uh, where my values came from and perceived voice that I had experiences that I, you know, been through in my life um, things that I held on. So to really kind of get into my head, my value determination was brilliant. Um, and then I could kind of have a base to say, well, this is who I am now. Um, and let's build from here. Let's build a practice based on my values as opposed to someone else's values at the seminar I went to. Things people were telling me that were important to them may not necessarily have been to me. Right. So that was a real, real big thing for me. It's just who am I right here and now <clears throat> and being okay with that. Maybe I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but just you know, owning where I am, my current, your current, just my current situation, you know, and just accepting where I was mm-hmm. um, taking responsibility for, you know, I, I am here because of, of me and it's up to me to kind of put things together to move forward and just taking responsibility for everything and trying to move forward constructively. You know, I kind of, I worked through, you know, some events that had happened and, you know, a, a great thing that I, I came across and, was just looking at the neutrality of events that happened in your life. So, for example, Don, when you come to, to Dublin, maybe in September, I'm, I'm going to bring you to, to a, maybe a Gaelic football match and we'll sit down. It's a pretty brutal sport. But it's <laughs> fascinating to watch. <clears throat> and, you know, we could be watching that game. Last minute, there's a Canadian team come over. We're playing Ireland. The last minute, there's a last-minute goal. You know, I'm ecstatic. You're depressed. But the event is neutral, you know, really kind of getting that concept for me was massive, you know? So all the events that had happened, right. all the events that do happen are neutral. It's just our perception of them. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge Martini moment for me. Um, just reality is based on our perception. So I kind of had to, I had a really deep dig into, into my life. And I asked myself some, you know, some tough questions. Um, and that was the real shift in practice for me. When I kind of improved and when I changed, um, my practice really changed because I was turning up as, as the best version of myself, you know, going, tackling some limiting beliefs I built up over time, you know, due to, you know, mother, father, teacher, preacher, things that you're told, things yeah. that happen over time, we hold on to, 
you know, the old nuggets are, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. I can't do it. So I really kind of had a real voyage of, of, of self-discovery and, and uh, self And that was, that for me is where I would start in practice is kind of clear the shit, stop carrying the past around, you know, you carry it like a bag of bricks at times and uh, you've got to drop it off. And that really look- kind of starts off. Just a question about that, because again, this is, this is something I'd seen a couple because a lot of my friends all did Martini too. And I'm just curious if you ever experienced that too, is that when, when you go through a collapse process and you see the, the, the balance in every situation, um, even though at first you could never see the, the balance in it, um, a lot of people became more indifferent and, and, you know, like you kind of go, well, it doesn't matter what I do because it's all going to be balanced. And, and so did you ever experience that? And, and how would you, how did you switch from being that indifferent, like it's just neutral to like, let's go with my, with my vision or my purpose? Yeah, I think it is. And you got to be, you know, <laughs> demartini stuff, it doesn't suit everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, some people just don't get it. And you got to introduce it slowly into your oh. life, I think, you know. You, <laughs> I introduced it really fast. People think you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never, never go full demartini. Yeah, <laughs> you know, quickly, and uh, and it just and so yeah. I th- I think for me, exactly what you said, just perceiving an event as 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 neutral and your perception of it, and and for me that was huge. Um, not getting emotionally tied up, not not kind of letting animalistic emotions rise in practice, especially you know in your personal life, and that that kind of leads into it. So yeah, people people do. I think what you said there is true. You know. It's not that you lose kind of um, your ability to, to do the right thing or kind of, you know, well, no matter what I do, it, it, it's a neutral event. But um, to take that concept into practice, no matter what happens, any challenges that arise, it's just your perception, your reality of it. And, you know, and the old saying is everything is kind of, everything is on the way, you know, all the challenges that come across. Um, finding your purpose, I mean, I, I went to, I listened to one of your other talks or went to a great Philip, Philip McKernan weekend, you know? Yeah. And uh, had a really, really great weekend with him. And some God, that guy has some great questions, you know? You don't sleep on those weekends, you know? You kind of, <laughs> you're lying awake. thinking of all these working. crazy questions. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, um, you know, I just find the purpose. And sometimes chiropractors, you know, their purpose is, is outside chiropractic and that's okay. You know, it's, it's a braver thing to kind of say, no, this isn't for me or, I'm going to pivot and do something slightly different or um, it's a braver thing to do that and stick at something that's not for you. Um, so yeah, the purpose, the purpose is, you know, if, if money was, was absolutely no, no object at all, what would you get up and do in the morning? If, if you couldn't fail at anything, you're guaranteed to succeed. What would it be? And just being okay that, yeah, maybe chiropractic isn't for you. And that's quite a brave thing to do as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Now, now we get all to the to the balance and the um, and the and the Demartini stuff. Maybe talk a little bit about. I know you got certified as a life coach. What what kind of what what kind of precipitated you want to go down that journey? Yeah, it's funny. So I kind of um, I, when I delved into the self development, personal development, I really wanted to. I just wanted to learn more about it. You know, we I think within chiropractic, we got some great coaches, some brilliant mentors, but it's a little bit insular. You know, I wanted to kind of. Um, I wanted just to learn from coaches outside chiropractic and really kind of, and that was, that was fantastic. So, um, just learning from people from all walks of life and um, to different people with life experiences and bringing them back into to the chiropractic realm. So yeah, I kind of, I, I found the big thing about life coaching for me was just the importance of balance 
I think what happens a lot of chiropractors is they just get obsessed with practice and it takes over, you know, and then we start the, the, the quickest way to unhappiness is is comparison. You know, I, I see all these numbers, you know, the numbers game, people just getting obsessed with numbers, you know, and just losing focus on, on what makes them happy. Um, and I think kind of, yeah, I think the balance was huge. Just looking at, you know, if you're not socially active, if you're not kind of training regularly, if your family life isn't right, it's very hard to turn up and practice and be the best version of yourself. So life coaching gave, gave me a great concept of balance and looking at all these different areas, you know, and socially, family, hobbies, whatever it may be. It's just getting that balance. And without it, it's hard because you can certainly get by for a while with it, but then you start to grind and um, your energy drops. Um, and it's so important that you, you have other things in your life outside chiropractic. I talk to chiropractors who just live and breathe it, which, you know, is commendable for a point, but they will burn out. Yeah. Um, they need to have other interests and, and get that balance. And, and that was the biggest thing I, th- I took from coaching. Um, also, j- just some great concepts. And I, I love a concept called the edge of chaos. I came across and I love the name of it. And it's when we kind of get to that end of our comfort zone where things are going to change. Something has to give. Um, and a lot of people will, will pull back from it, you know, and if we can just hold at that, that edge of chaos, that lip of the comfort zone for yeah. long enough, that's when, that's when the brain, that's when the executive center kicks in. That's when we start to kind of get new ideas and new concepts and, and there's some great little things I learned through it and how to do that. So yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great tool for me. I was going to say, that's a great visual because if you think about it, if you're at the end of the comfort zone and you're still and you're feeling that fear, um, you know, in your brain, you think sometimes I have to keep going, like I have to push or I have to retreat. Yes. But, but, if, majority, but if you hold, majority, yes. right, that's, uh, that's kind of cool because holding sounds a lot easier than pushing and now that not as a uh, scaredy cat as retreating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And listen, we all, we all, we do it all. All of us, we retreat, we hold, we, we pull on. But I just kind of thought that when those familiar feelings come up, that body reaction, the adrenaline, when you get that familiar feeling to retreat or hold, um, or sorry, to retreat and step back, just hold, just stick and stay. And then that's when your body's chemistry, physiology changes. And if you can just hold that at the edge of chaos for a little bit, ideas come, things start to change. You start to become, you know, intuitive and inventive. So there was a lots of lots of things I really, really enjoyed relearned. And and I and I just did it for myself, you know, this was just purely for me. Um, and I just, I just thought it was fascinating. Um, and then I got talking to a couple of chiropractors and we, we, went, we started doing a little bit of work with them. But it was really just for myself and, and it was just self-mastery, I suppose. And I think one of the biggest things I came across when, when I talked to people was um, we, we hold on to the past so much, you know. Um, and things that, you know, we, we all have, you know, shame, guilt, uh, uncertainty, resentment towards maybe people and events. And we just don't know that's showing up everywhere. It's showing right. up absolutely everywhere. It's showing up in our practice. It's showing up in our relationships with our kids, with our, our spouses. And unless we're prepared to kind of address those and tackle them and neutralize them, really, they keep showing up. They keep popping up again. You know, so you know from a Dini Martini weekend, you can do a breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's being brave enough to kind of tap into those, you know, we've got guilt or shame over an event. And you know, we all carry them around, things we've done. But they're, they're your biggest blocks. They're often the biggest blocks, you know, and that's what I found. Now, just, uh, and maybe we'll do like uh, the um, Coach Kelly for a second. <laughs> and, and, and just because a lot of, I know a lot of people out there might feel already a little bit burnt out. So if someone's feeling a little bit burnt out, what are some kind of tips that you might 
give someone that, that might help them just get out of that kind of feeling of being stuck and burnt? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I would, you know, you got to find out why. I mean, firstly, are you doing what you love? Are you doing it how you should be doing it? Um, and I would go back and determine your values. The Martini has a great tool on there to just find out, you know, are you actually in the right space, the right work? Um, and are you doing it in a way that resonates with you? So start from scratch and really find that out. Burnout, I mean, simply just, just the most simple thing is just to go and reconnect with nature, just to get out there and just get barefoot on a beach, just kind of get, you know, where we're one of the only mammals that really kind of separates from nature. You know, we kind of we get into our screens where we're just disconnected. So just getting out in nature, walking on the beach in the forest, really reconnecting with nature is fantastic. And just starting to get some exercise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, it really comes back to having a look at that. There's a lovely tool called the Wheel of Life. I'm sure you've come across it. Um, and it's, it's really good. You know, you can do it online. You can grab it. And what we do, we just go through and just number each segment of where you are now. And just see how, how off certain. So there's a financial area, relationships, family and friends, vocational, spiritual, physical, social, all these areas. Go and have a look. Because often where you think you're struggling isn't necessarily an area you might need to address. So your work life might be down with your... So if you can get that balance, I would have a look at those areas um, and see what, what's, what's off kilter. What's, what are you not paying attention to? Um, but really just getting out, I just find getting out in nature, you know, learning to kind of reconnect yourself, maybe do some meditation. Joe Dispenza has some fantastic stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we were in Edinburgh weekend and there a couple of weeks ago. It was phenomenal. So some really great people within chiropractic. So learning how to kind of you know, get in touch but really getting out in nature. I really think it's, it's just the simplest way of just detoxing, reconnecting. Um, and that's the first step I would take. That's great. Those are good. Those are great advice. I know every time we go, it's nice to have a dog too, because when we have a dog, we are forced to go walking. So yes, uh, you have no choice. <laughs> trainer, so that's good. Now I'd like to always just get a little bit of a, a, a feel for the political um, climate and just the different countries. Cause we kind of, I always, I, I will think of my podcast as a podcast of accents because every week I try to have a different accent on the show. So today's Ireland. You've done well. You've done well. Yeah, you've done well. <laughs> um, so just maybe tell the listeners a little bit of what, like what's the political climate? What are the challenges? What are your opportunities? Um, because there's people listening all over the world and sometimes they just don't know what's going on in, in your country. Yeah, we're, we're facing some challenges here in Ireland. Like I said, we've only got a hundred chiropractors here, maybe give or take. So, um, there's four and a half thousand physios. So we're kind of, we're really kind of under the cosh a little bit when it comes to having a voice publicly or politically, um, or getting the truth out there about chiropractic. We recently lost our, um, rights to take x-ray and refer for x-ray. That only happened uh, about a month ago, which is a real kind of shot to, to us. So, um, yeah, we, we are. We're, we're under pressure. Uh, we're not regulated here, and we're trying to we're trying to strive for that. But again, it's just having the numbers, the voice to do that. So um, that's why, as I mentioned earlier, don't we're, we're trying to bring big chiropractic names here to kind of raise the profile um, and trying to raise the awareness. But um, yeah, in Ireland, we we we're reaching out. We need we need help. We need kind of you know people are going to come and and said you know world leading experts. Um, and, and give us a dig out. And that's why we're, we're kind of reaching out to everybody. Mm. And um, tell me a little bit about this seminar that you created, because I know you see this seminar is coming up in September. Um, this is the part of the leadership part, right? Because really, we really encourage violist chiropractors around the world to take a leadership stance. And, they, and, and it can be anywhere from, you know, 
organizing an event to being on boards or regulatory boards and all that stuff. But one of the easiest things I found, and this is what I started doing in practice, was was to actually organize events to where like you bring speakers to that area just to be able to expose the chiropractors in your area to those new yes. ideas. And, and maybe just tell us a little bit about how that started and, and kind of where it's progressed up to now. Yeah. So um, back in uh, maybe five years, maybe 2012, um, I, I kind of just decided, listen, we all have to take a stand and step up and do something. So I remember I had been to Paris and seen Jim Temple and Glowacki put on a weekend and it was fantastic. I said, wouldn't it be great to get these guys to come over? Now, <laughs> being under chiropractors, we have limited funds. Yep. So we, all, all we can offer is a, a good night out in Dublin and a little <laughs> social scene, you know. <laughs> so it just happens that most chiropractors go for that. They really, yeah, really like it. They're so, like, okay. <laughs> listen, we can, we can get you here, probably fly you in by hot air balloon. Yeah. But we will look after you when, when we get you here. So um, we reached out to Pat and Tempo and Brad Gawacki and Heidi Havoc. And they nice. were the first three that kind of said, absolutely. So they helped us out with um great for a seminar. Then we reached out to, to Nima Ramani, Lawrence Tam, and Mike Hall, who's been over, and we we're, we're continually getting these people who are uh, are helping us out brilliantly. So, um, we're trying to raise chiropractic awareness in Ireland. If we get world-renowned speakers, we get more traction. And we had last year we had 80, 80 plus chiropractors at a of an association for hundred. So we've over eighty. That's amazing. All people. Yeah. And um, so very few countries can get 80% of all the chiropractors in a room, which is great for us. So we're getting people now from Europe that are coming in. So we're trying to make Ireland a little bit of a hub because if people are traveling in and out of Europe, it's a nice little stop off for them as well. But and we really are trying to get the focus to getting the reputation of chiropractic up in Ireland. And the more international speakers we bring here, the better. So every year we've been, we've been getting bigger and better. So we're going to just try and keep pushing on. So, um, and then again, this will be our call for all of our people because uh, we're also speaking in, or uh, Brandy's also speaking in uh, Lisbon, Portugal here in July. And then that's really cool because that's, that's 10 years of them. They're having their first chiropractic law. So like, I think that's, that's cool when you can kind of connect those people like in those unregulated countries to, to kind of pull together, to know how to create a law or how to get regulated. Um, but why don't you tell everybody, like, first of all, what the date, what the dates are, uh, what the website would be and who's speaking and how they can kind of learn more information about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and it's just a good point about Portugal. They're the countries we need to, we need to talk to. We need to kind of map and, and copy those. They've done a great job there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the weekend is the last weekend in September. Um, so it's on the, uh, 20, 8th or 28th and 29th of September this year and um, it's in a beautiful coastal town called Malahide just on, on the sea it's a beautiful part of the world so we've got uh, Brian Kelly only he's gonna um, speak for us which is fantastic he actually awesome. injured himself last year we had him we had him but he uh, he did his Achilles last year so we're, we're dragging him back this year no excuses we're gonna get him over and <laughs> um, we've got um, Robert uh, Malilo he's gonna discuss, for, uh, discuss the role of chiropractic plays in the integration and of neurobehavioral disorders. So we're really cool. excited to have him as well. We've got Brandy. Yeah, um, we're going to let her loose <laughs> on the Irish cars. Um, and she's also uh, agreed brilliantly to do a half-day workshop for CAs as well. I know she's, she's a busy woman, so I was glad to pin her down just for those four hours. So if anybody wants to get some CA training and join us for the weekend, Brandy will be doing a breakout session for CAs. That's amazing because yeah. she doesn't do those hardly anymore. So that's, I, I know, think, I know. I so we were really looking at the whole year, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Great. So, um, you know, we would love to have her. And then we have Simon Billings, who uh, spoke at the UCA 
um, earlier in the year about um, dietary requirements and how to diagnose B12 deficiency and how it relates to the adjustment and, and uh, metabolism within chiropractic. So really bright guy. And then we're also going to have a breakout session for DCs as well. We're going to look at the most uh, recent research in spinal rehabilitation. So strengthening of the spine. So we've got a, a local physical therapist coming in to do that for us. So we've really got a, a remix. There's a, something there for everybody. Um, and you know, we love as many people around Europe or abroad or further to, to come join us and, and enjoy Dublin for a weekend. And have a pint, as you said, right? <laughs> At least one. At least one, Don. That smooth Guinness, like mother's milk. You'll we'll enjoy it. To, we'll have to try it. So do you have a website or something that people can go to to register? Um, the... It's just about to go up on a website. It's chiropractic.ie is our national association website. Um, okay. And we'll have it up as a Facebook event soon, just uh, getting it again, up and running at the moment. So on chiropractic.ie, if you just uh, contact the association on there, they'll send you out the form for booking and it can all be done online. It should be up over the next week or so. Okay, cool. And we'll try to put that in the show notes. So it's at, uh, for real there at www.drdonmcdonald.com. You can look up the show notes for today and we should be able to click that through so that you could register. Now, is it, is it very far from the airport or is it pretty close? No, it's, it's, it's literally 10 minutes. Sweet. So it's, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, really accessible and that's why we keep it there, especially for the speakers. They're kind of, they can come in and out. So it's uh, 10 minutes from the airport, from Dublin airport. And Dublin's kind of going through, you know, a bit of a rebirth following our, our big recession here. It's a great, vibrant city and uh, it's a great time to come. That's and awesome. anybody who likes, you know, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful time of year. You can, you can really get around our country within drive in any direction, about two and a half hours. There's some beautiful sights here um, as well for people to come and visit. All right. So that's our, that's our plug for Ireland in September. <laughs> so, um, so I, again, I, I'd like to do my Terminator question. So I always like to ask my, uh, my guests, you can sit back in time and talk to your 22 year old self and be like a father figure, like in the, in the movie Terminator. What advice would you give yourself? At 22. Lovely. I was just graduating at the time. So I would say kind of just surround yourself with the right people early. And, and sometimes you don't know who they are, but just go with your gut. You have a curiosity about something or you resonate with a speaker or the great thing within our profession is that you can reach out to anybody. And I've, I've seen this kind of when, trying to contact speakers, everybody's really approachable and really helpful. So I would say is just reach out and get part of a group, real power in a group early and, you know, um, get some guidance, some mentorship early. I wouldn't be hanging around. I kind of think for me, kind of the sooner you can learn from somebody who's where you are or where you want to get to, uh, the better. So I, I would, looking back, I would say kind of reach out, get part of a group that resonates with you and, and learn, learn from the pack. Cool. That's awesome. Now, last, last couple of minutes, I always have my guests, what are your words of parting words of wisdom for underdog nation, for the chiropractors all around the world? Um, you know, that might feel a little bit like an underdog or it might just want a little dash, dash of inspiration to, as they're driving to work. That's a good question, Donnie. I think we have to be extremely proud of what, of what we do. I think it's oh, we're, we're often kind of, you know, we, we, yeah, the underdog, absolutely. But and we look at what's happening around, look what Heidi Havoc is producing out there. Look at what the research that's coming out, what, what chiropractic is achieving, what it's capable of. And we need to you know, puff our chest out and say, yes, this is what we bring. It's unique and it's innovative. It's one of the most amazing professions there is, bar none. So I think we just need to be proud of what we do. And, you know, whatever brings certainty in your realm, it might be research, it might be case studies, it might be, you know, getting the group talking about success stories, is to really kind of learn from that and hold on to that and not be swayed, you know, 
carry that certainty into practice every day because all the evidence of what we're achieving is around us if we're just willing to look. That's excellent. Yeah, it's like I said, chiropractic is kind of unique where we might have a negative brand equity, but we have an amazing product. So I think I'd, I'd rather have negative brand equity and an amazing product than, than uh, like a lot of promotion and bad product. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I said, one, one thing I just to visualize is that it really is, it really is who you are. Your practice is a reflection of yourself. Just be mindful that whatever is going on in your life turns up in your practice. So just to make sure that you really, I think just working on yourself is your communication skills is, is really the biggest tool to, to long-term success. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out to be on the podcast. I really appreciate no it. No problem at all though. Absolute pleasure. And, uh, and like I said, I can't wait to, uh, we'll have a pint in, uh, in Dublin. <laughs> Dublin will. In oh, we certainly will. And, and all the <laughs> listeners out there, come and join us. Let's, let's uh, say you heard this on the, on the, on the podcast and you're coming to have a pint with us in Dublin. So we would like to have you guys all out there. So everyone out there, there's a lot of good stuff we covered today and, and kind of wrote down really key things. Find yourself, find your values, be proud so you can crush the curse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.